0: Hi, and welcome to the Clay Soul Podcast. I'm Christian Dev nicole the host, and I'm so grateful that you are here listening. Today, you and I will unpack the beliefs that have held us back from being who we are designed to be and from creating the life we love. Together, we'll dismantle doubt, hold space for healing, and practice self-love in real, tangible ways. Grab your favorite drink, get cozy and get ready to manifest the life you're meant to live to the Clay Soul podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm Christian Dove Nicole, the host of this podcast. And I've been so excited to talk about this specific topic. I cannot wait to dive in. But before I begin, I just wanna say thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that you can engage with the podcast by commenting, answering Q&A and polls on Spotify, YouTube, TikTok even when I share the clips. And without further ado, let's get started on this topic so as always i (laughs) was on tiktok (laughs) and i was i was kind of hovering over someone's tiktok live listening to what they were saying without tapping in and i heard something pretty profound that sparked a whole thread of thought So I want to just explain what they said first, Um, again, it was a live, so it's not like I can link the TikTok here. Um, But I will paraphrase the conversation. So essentially, as many people do on TikTok, this person had a list of topics that they wanted to discuss openly with anyone. And the very first topic was kind of talking about the juxtaposition of nihilism and inherent meaning of life and they were talking with two different people that were also on their live um, discussing that perspective of whether or not there's inherent meaning in life and the people involved i could tell were probably of a specific faith one person in particular i could tell they were christian Um, the other person i wasn't so sure maybe they were raised christian or whatever it may be but they did refer to faith in god in their explanations and then the person who hosted the live was very kindly and respectfully saying like let me show you this analogy if you're willing let me explain this analogy to you and so the person said that our understanding of inherent meaning in life is often connected to what we would say is language in that we all have our own distinct languages that define and give meaning and give a lens and perspective on our idea of meaning of life just like we all have individual languages that we speak depending on the culture that we were raised in And so the meaning of life for each of us can look different based on the language we were taught to understand. Like, let's say it's Christianity, that could be, for example, like English. Or if it's Catholicism, that could be, uh, I don't know, Canadian English. If it's uh, you're Muslim, that could be a completely different language. You see what I'm saying? So like each way that we're brought up to believe in spirituality and religion and lack thereof if some of us were raised to be atheist each way that we were brought up is like a distinct language and we use that distinct language to inform our perspective on the meaning of life and when i heard this it kind of blew my mind in a way because like the analogy was so good but i hadn't like fully come into processing it for myself yet i was just kind of like this is a good thought i'm going to stow it in the back of my mind and we will cover that a little later when i go to think about some other things and that's how i typically am i will hear something that's inspirational or interesting and I don't always like jump on it right away. Sometimes I just log it in the back of my brain and it'll come up later when I'm thinking about other things. Well, this particular thing came up really quickly, actually, <laughs> later on, because I was listening to another TikTok. <laughs> I was listening to another TikTok on like, I, I guess this person is a pianist. I don't know if they do other instruments, if they play other instruments, but they're a pianist. And they were combining Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, Moonlight Sonata with Interstellar's Cornfield Chase, which is their iconic song. Interstellar, I don't know if you've seen it, but Interstellar for me is my absolute favorite sci-fi movie. Like, it's up there on sci-fi movies. It is my favorite sci-fi movie. Every time I watch it, I bawl. Every time I watch it, I cry, like every single time I watch it. Um, Even more so now as a parent, (laughs) because there's so many moments where I'm like, no, I really get it. And I was sitting there reflecting on this song where they combined the two. It was very beautiful. Someone in the comment section was saying, this sounds like falling in love. And um, it was by the account tony ann i think is how you pronounce it it's a-n-n so i would guess tony ann on tiktok Um, so if i can i'll link it in the show notes but i was listening to this song and reflecting on the components and themes of interstellar and it was like it connected to the live that i i listened to and fused together in such a way that Honestly, like it sounds so crazy, but it was like one of those like life altering epiphanies. And I won't get into all the details of what happened later because I did actually process this way further than what I'm going to discuss in this specific episode. Um but it took me on a trail. I'll just say that. But what I was connecting was the fact that sorry, I'm about to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it, but you should still go watch it. I was connecting the fact that in the movie at the beginning, Murph, the little girl, was being communicated to by what she called a ghost. Now, later on, she revealed she wasn't afraid of the ghost. She was just trying to give meaning to what was happening because it was obviously not just like happenstance, you know, books were falling off her bookcase in patterns of Morse code and binary. So like that's (laughs) that's not an accident, you know, that's not coincidental. So she was calling it a ghost and noting that it was communicating with her. She didn't have a language for what it was communicating. She did know Morse, but she didn't know binary yet. And it wasn't until her dad noticed that it was binary and that the signature was gravity that he realized how to decipher what was being communicated. She was able to communicate some of it using Morse code. He was able to communicate some of it or interpret some of it using binary, and it led them on the journey of the movie, essentially. If it if it wasn't for that moment, none of the rest of the movie would have happened. And um, I won't cover the middle part, but later on, we find out the connection, the reason why she was receiving these messages, and we find out that it was actually her father. And again, I, this is a spoiler. It's kind of a big spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Um, But you can still watch it because I didn't give away any of the middle parts. But essentially, it was her father communicating to her. He was in another dimension. He was in a 3D dimension inserted into a 5D dimension in order to communicate back to his daughter and give her a key answer that they needed. And in the connection to the live, I was realizing something deep because they originally thought they were being communicated to by aliens and in a way he was still being communicated to by somebody else but they weren't able to understand the language yet because the language to connect them was not available and then he was the bridge he was the tunnel he was the gap delivering the needed information not all the information the needed information to them in the past because he technically was in the future but that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) to the past to his daughter and when he did that the connection bridged a gap, allowing them to progress, not only as like father and daughter, but as a civilization as a whole. That's a key part of the movie and that I'm not going to give away any more spoilers, but essentially, if it wasn't for the communication happening in that moment, in that instant, in that way, there would be a gap and civilization would die. It would not progress to where it needed to be now they didn't understand each other because the people from the five-dimensional space could not communicate directly to the people in the past in a three-dimensional space here on earth they needed a bridge and if you're sticking with me this is the analogy that i want to play out in this podcast I promise you by the end of this, it'll not only all make more sense, but hopefully it will inspire you and enlighten you (laughs) as much as it did me. Now, I will say after I had this epiphany, the next day, the next night, I sat down and I watched the movie. I sat down, and I watched the movie and I just paid attention and I took notes and I learned so much That again, I won't explain here because I don't even think it's necessary at this point, but the parts that are necessary are so profound. And I realized, even though I've seen the movie a lot of times, (laughs) I realized that that was a key component that I was still learning. That's the funny thing about life. We can hear something and then go back to it over time and continue to learn new things depending on how profound it is and that is something about that movie that definitely occurred was I realized some lessons that I had not picked up on before because the last time I watched that movie was a year ago when I was at the very beginning of my spiritual journey I had been deconstructed for like nine ten months from Christianity but I hadn't yet gotten into astrology which for me was really the doorway to all the other things so because of that like i did i was not able to pick up on these things and i don't know if they were inherently put in there on purpose or if it was subconscious or whatever i don't know christopher nolan and i don't know the writers but these lessons are so good and i think they can help us as a civilization if we can break them down so let's get into the breakdown so that we can get into the meat of this (laughs) because I could ramble. I'm not going to lie; I could ramble for days on how good that movie is. First, I want to point back to the original analogy that this person was saying in their life. He was pointing out that we see the inherent meaning of life or lack thereof based on the language that we know. Much like the language that we know that we speak we all as human beings on this planet speak something we all communicate something we don't all speak the same way and even within specific languages we don't all speak the same way i speak american english because i grew up here in america i did try to learn french and i do know some french I can read it better than I can speak it. But I do know some French because I studied French in high school. And I loved it in middle school and high school. And I absolutely loved it. I loved studying French. Um, And I kind of kept up with it for a while. And then I kind of got off track. But I love the French language, genuinely. (laughs) And that doesn't mean Mm. I understand the French language the way the French do. As well as I don't understand the French the way... French Canadians do and all other dialects of French. You see what I'm saying? I don't understand it that same way. I can learn it, but I don't understand it the same way because I wasn't raised. I wasn't conditioned from childhood to understand it the way they do because they were raised to understand it from childhood, from birth, essentially. I don't understand it that way. I can study to understand it that way, but I don't understand it that way. And such is the same with all other languages. You and I, depending on where we grew up, have a language, but that doesn't mean our languages are the same, and that doesn't mean we understand each other. Not fully. And there are words in our languages that connect, you know, like the word love and english is different in spanish and french and german and all those things but there's a word for love and there are also words that don't connect there are words that american slang created that other languages will just say the same way that we do because they didn't have a word for it until we invented it you see what i'm saying there are some slang terms like that there are some slang terms and other uh languages that are not the same i just <laughs> i literally just heard one of my really good friends was showing me a video where um he is learning to be fluid in spanish let me preference um this is my best friend he's learning to be fluid in spanish and he saw this TikTok of this guy giving a slang term in spanish and then pointing out how it just sounds stupid <laughs> you say it in English because like it doesn't make sense. It's an idiom. It doesn't make sense in English. It makes sense in Spanish because Spanish speakers understand when you say the slang term, this means this and it was perfect because actually this friend that I'm referring to, he and I sat down and talked about this um, for a brief minute before I actually came to record this podcast. So he knew that I was already processing this. And this is cool because when it comes to our beliefs we are each raised we are each raised up with certain beliefs depending on how much conditioning our parents did some of us our parents conditioned us quite a bit and i'm not saying conditioned in a derogatory way it's just it is what it is we are we were conditioned it is what it is indoctrinated it is what it is this is not derogatory it's just a fact That we were raised up to believe a certain thing, some of us more than others, and some of us more strictly than others. For example, my kids, they obviously were raised in a Christian household until we deconstructed. Now, one thing that's different from me than other Christian parents is I was not I always approached religion with a loose grip when it came to my kids because I guess somewhere in me, I just automatically knew that like nothing that I like enforce is actually going to mean anything for them. (laughs) I can put that on them, but they still have to choose at the end of the day. And so, yes, I prayed with them and I would talk to them about worship music and God when it came up, but I never was like forceful about it to begin with. Now, one of my kids, a long time ago, I want to say like two or three years ago, this kid is now like school age, but years ago, kind of in the middle of my deconstruction process, they just brought up something about reincarnation. On their own i didn't say it i wasn't even really into reincarnation barely even knew anything about it till like the last like month or so <laughs> but they brought up reincarnation and since then they've brought it up a few times even just more recently they just randomly said like where do what happens when we die and i was just telling this kid what a variety of people believe and i reincarnation was one of the examples i gave and they were like i believe we reincarnate essentially is what they said they said i believe we come back <laughs> because i let my kid have that openness but not all of us were raised with that openness some of us were raised like me where we were raised in a specific organized religion And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily. I'm just saying that's how we were raised. And so we were raised with one specific language. Whereas like with my daughter, she's being raised to understand a variety of languages as she believes and wants to choose. Because at the end of the day, it's a choice anyway. I'm trying not to make this political. (laughs) But that's how it is. And so the difference between her and I is that I was raised with, let's say English, and then I had to learn other languages. I was raised with like Christianity in this analogy is English. And then I learned other languages later as an adult. Whereas with her, she's allowed to pick up on other languages at a young age and in my opinion that will better enhance how she understands other languages as an adult and will help her choose the path that she wants to choose whether it's Christianity or not that's up to her. We all were raised this way whether it's atheism, Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, whatever (laughs) We were all raised with a language of some sort, some of us more strictly than others. And because of this, this informs how we see the world around us. This informs how we understand other people. And because it does, it also affects how we connect with other people. It informs how we listen to other people when they speak, whether we understand them or not. When I was talking about this with my bestie, um, we were talking about how (laughs) it's kind of cringe when, at least in my opinion, it's cringe. It might not be cringe for you, but in my opinion, it's kind of cringe when people say their belief system is the only true belief system no matter what anybody else says they have the factual truth no matter what there are no loopholes there is no confusion there's no misinterpretations it is all 100 percent inerrant there's nothing wrong with it and everybody else is wrong and i'm saying that as a post-deconstructed christian let me be real <laughs> so i'm not saying that from a perspective of I don't understand that train of thought because I used to believe like that. I used to believe like that. But now I see it cringe because. When you do that, it is kind of like saying. I speak English, English is the superior language. There is nothing wrong with it. And if you come at me, you need to learn English or I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Ooh, stepping on some toes for real, for real. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? That is exactly what you're saying. When you put up a wall against someone who speaks another language, simply because it's not the one you were raised to believe you are saying you are different in a way that I do not accept. And I'm not going to show you unconditional love. I'm going to show you conditional care, not even conditional love really, because (laughs) first of all, conditional love, it's not even a real thing, but anyway, long story short, you're not showing someone unconditional love when you put up that wall and say, you don't speak my language and therefore you need to learn my language or else. There's so much pride in that. And I don't mean pride like, oh, you're good. I mean pride like ugly pride in that. But that's what we see with a lot of religions. And I know Christianity is one really good example because we see it a lot more online and in politics and in the world currently. But it's not the only one. A lot of people do that with different religions, mainly the organized religions I've seen. Like with Mormonism or um catholicism um i keep saying muslim but i'm sorry if i'm saying that wrong islamic religions i do not know as much about that as i probably could so i'm just prefacing (laughs) for anybody that's like she is fucking that up that is on me because i genuinely don't know (laughs) i don't know that much about it i know some things about it um but i haven't sat down to study that one yet i've studied a lot of other things that i'll get into later but those organized religions are often the ones that come off as i have the right way everyone else is wrong they need to join my ranks or get out of my face a lot of times it's kind of how it is the attitude is like DTFO. you know what i mean and there seems to be a lack of understanding that just because we speak different languages doesn't mean we're not all speaking Just because you speak the language of your religion and your belief system, whether it's atheism or Christianity, doesn't mean that you're not speaking something. And therefore, there should at least be a level of respect, I would think, in saying that they have their beliefs. And just as I hold my beliefs dear to me and my beliefs inform my life, such is the same for them they hold their beliefs dear to them and it informs their life and so the way they approach me or approach topics is because the language of life that they're living is dear to them it's close to them it is not only like conditioned like it's bound to them they're never gonna not know that language Even just like with me and let's say with Christianity, I'm never going to not know Christianity, even after deconstructing and not wanting to be a Christian, I'm never going to not know what it is. I'm always going to know the language, even as it evolves, which I do feel like Christianity is one religion that's constantly evolving, but people don't want to point that out. But even as it evolves, I still will understand in general the language. But that doesn't mean I want to speak it anymore. And there are some people that I think on the flip side do this well in that, yeah, they speak their language. Maybe they are atheist. The person who's TikTok live I'm referring to, he claims to be an atheist. He's an atheist. But that doesn't mean he doesn't respect other people's languages and try to understand other people's languages. From what I've seen, he does a good job of that, of listening to people and seeing people for who they are and so there are people out there that do have their own language that do have their own understanding their own lens at which they understand life their own belief system but they are also willing to listen to other languages knowing that they might not understand it but they will understand the overarching themes. As my best friend pointed out, we all, even in our communicating, can see the visual, nonverbal expressions. We all understand certain cues that are not connected to specific languages. Because at the end of the day, we're all communicating and we're all human beings, we're all the same species. so. When we see someone's eyebrows raise, we know that there is more energy in what's being said. When we see someone's eyebrows go downward and inward, we know that there's, at least if they're not angry, there's probably some sort of sense of disturbance or they're disgruntled for some reason. We get that. We get that when people's waving their hands in the air, that is exuberance. They're trying to accentuate what they're saying just as much as we see that when someone puts their head downward or they turn their head away, they don't really want to say what they have to say. For whatever reason, maybe they're shy, maybe they're embarrassed, maybe they're sad. And so I wanted to be clear, no matter what language you were conditioned to believe growing up, you do have the capacity to understand other people that speak differently than you, if you try. But it all lies and relies on you. It all relies on you trying to understand. And the choice is yours. As I say a lot of times in my podcast, there's nothing that I'm saying that's forced upon you. You can listen to all of my podcast episodes a hundred times in a row and i guarantee you that you can still turn around and do whatever the hell you want because you're an adult i'm assuming from listening to this episode again this is marked as explicit (laughs) because i cuss um so assuming you're an adult but even if you're not an adult you can still make those choices for yourself to believe what you want to believe that choice is yours and so i'm not forcing you You have free will. But I am encouraging you with the fact that even though you were brought up in a specific conditioning, a specific language of understanding, doesn't mean you cannot understand other people that speak differently than you. Christians can sit down and coexist with other religions. Mormons can sit down and coexist with other religions Buddhists can sit down and coexist with other religions Mormons, atheists, agnostics you name it doesn't matter what people believe what matters is how people approach each other it's how we approach each other what's crazy is I remember growing up seeing those coexist bumper stickers on the back of cars. And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if I'll ever understand what all those symbols are. I'm not going to lie. That was, the, that was the first thought I had was I wonder if I'm ever going to know what all those symbols are, because I only understand a couple of them. <laughs> and I would sit there and try to point out in my head like this, this one, this, is this one and uh, figure out what all the symbols were on the coexist bumper sticker. But I remember I did have someone I knew that when they saw it, they were not excited about it. They didn't like it. They would say, we shouldn't have to coexist. And I don't think they understood what they were saying in the way that I understood it. I don't think they were purposely being malicious. I think it's just their personal conditioning and the language that they were taught to believe also kind of taught them to think that way. And so I don't put it past them, but I remember when they would say that, I would think, well, why not? Don't we already do that? We are already coexisting in the same civilization with people that are completely different than us. No matter what you want to do, the only way that you could possibly not have to be around people that think differently than you at all, is for you to never be on the internet and live off the grid. That's the only way. Because even within your own language, there are people that speak different dialects. People in the Pacific Northwest, like in Seattle or Portland, do not talk like people in Georgia. They don't have the same slang terms. I mean, there's so many jokes about how us Midwesterners say the word ope. (laughs) (laughs) Ope. I catch myself saying ope sometimes. I even said it yesterday (laughs) when I almost bumped into somebody. I didn't even realize that we said ope until there were memes about it on the internet. And then I was like, do other people not say that? Like... (laughs) Because I grew up in the middle of the country. But other people don't say that. If you bump into somebody in another city somewhere, they might give you a dirty look. Even if it was an accident, (laughs) they might give you a dirty look. Or like when I went to London in high school for marching band. We went to Piccadilly. (laughs) And it was so fucking full also because. It, we were playing in the New Year's Day parade, um, so it was a holiday. But it was so full that, like, you were touching people, whether you wanted to be or not. <laughs> there was just too many people in Piccadilly Square for you to not be touching people on your way in and out of the tube, which is their subway. And see, there's another example of a language that's different. You go to chicago their subways the cta or i believe they call it the train there whereas it's a completely different name in boston and i know because i went to those places literally like two and a half weeks apart now we don't have a subway here in kansas city so i can't tell you that but we do have a like rail car that goes on the street that we call the streetcar. But I'm sure there are other cities that have what we call a streetcar that call it something completely different. So you're never going to escape differences, even within your own language. I keep going back to Christianity because that's the religion that I best know, the organized religion that I best know. There are so many fucking denominations of Christianity, it's insane. And as I deconstructed, it baffled me even more how people could assume that their denomination was like the only thing or how people could assume, <laughs> this sounds so wild, some people assume they don't have a denominational slant at all. Even non-denominational Christian churches have a denominational slant. Because at the end of the day, how you were raised to understand Christianity is an interpretation of the religion. And so you fall into a category, whether you like it or not. The last church that I went to that I actually like wanted to go to (laughs) as a Christian, essentially the church where my faith died, because that was also the church where theology unraveled for me. That church was technically non-denominational, but I also knew I was very aware when I first started going there that the slant of non-denominational was definitely more Southern Baptist. Now, I didn't grow up believing in that direction. Um, And as I detailed in my deconstruction story, I grew up more with Assemblies of God. I didn't know it right away because they didn't like talk about it in services a lot, but I eventually discovered that's the denominational slant that I was raised under was Assemblies of God. When I went to my Christian college, for my theology-based counseling degree, they were charismatic under the umbrella of charismaticism. I cannot tell you exactly specifically what it was just because a lot of different types of Christians went there, but it was founded by someone that I believe would be more connected to the word of faith movement. I'm not sharing the name of the school just because I don't think it's 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 arbitrary I don't think it's super important but if it ever needs to come out and be said I'm willing to tell you all the school I think it could still be a good school for a Christian Um, so no dissing on them. I'm just saying from my personal experience that's the perspective that they mainly came from. And so there are different dialects and different denominational slants. That we all have whether we know it or not just like me not knowing that op was even a term that was exclusive to midwesterners some people don't understand that their understanding of christianity or any other organized religion is actually one dialect one type exclusive to how they were raised to interpret things And I know someone's going to want to wrestle me with this because I I've seen it, I've seen it. And I honestly, I haven't debated anybody about Christianity like that. Like the only thing, sometimes I might pop into a TikTok live where someone's talking about it, but most of the time I don't talk to believing Christians about their faith and whether or not they're wrong. They can figure out if they're wrong or not (laughs) on their own terms. I found out a lot of it was off theologically and um that was the doorway to me actually fully deconstructing but i don't engage in that conversation with other people i let them believe what they want because again language i'm willing to understand your language even if i don't speak it anymore but i have seen people get very upset about it because there's so much pride in the concept of How I was raised needs to be defended. But it doesn't need to be defended. You think it would be silly. This might come out a little backwards, (laughs) but trust me with this statement. Don't you think it would be silly if you spoke American English? and you had the slang term ope whenever you bumped into somebody or you did something on accident you said ope don't you think it would be crazy if somebody that spoke french told you ope wasn't a word and then you defended the fact that it was a word when they don't even speak your language I know that sounds backwards to what I'm saying, but I think it connects because I think a lot of times we become defensive about the language we speak when other people don't speak our language, not realizing it doesn't fucking matter. They don't speak our language. (laughs) We don't have to be defensive, we don't have to defend our honor as English speakers against non-English speakers. It's our language. And that, again, that doesn't mean then we have to impose on theirs. <laughs> we don't have to turn around and be like, because I'm defending my language now, you need to speak my language. That's stupid. We don't have to do that. But we also don't have to be so defensive about it. Unless... You feel insecure. I do think that happens sometimes where we speak a language. We have an understanding, a belief system, but it's insecure and it's rooted in scarcity, insecurity, negativity, negative vibes. Low energy, low vibration. And that's when we see people that. Like I said before. They're defensive against their language. And so everybody else is either attacking them. Or uh, they don't realize it, but they're attacking others into agreeing with them and speaking their language. I hope this is continually making sense as i use the analogy (laughs) it is a long analogy the whole episode if you're a little lost language in this episode is continually going to mean the belief system that you believe (laughs) clearing that up but anyway i think that insecurity that Insecurity is the fuel for the defensiveness that causes people to think, I need to make sure everybody else speaks my language. I need to make sure everybody else understands my language. And if they don't, then fuck them. GTFO, leave my face or they're stupid or they're demonic. That's the popular one amongst Christians. They don't speak my language, so they're demonic. Or maybe they're just different. (laughs) I literally just. This is a mini rabbit trail soapbox, but I, I just saw this TikTok the other day where someone was saying shadow work is demonic. And I just had to laugh at how stupid that sounds because shadow work isn't demonic. It's literally you just sitting down and processing the deep parts of you that you haven't processed due to past pain, due to past experiences. That's it. Like (laughs) it's not demonic at all. You literally most time it's journaling. Um, People shadow work journal. And so when people say like this is outside of my language, this is outside of my belief system. So it's demonic. It's wrong. It's evil. It's showing that you are insecure in your belief system and in your language. But it also is then promoting division. It's promoting division and putting up walls. I think I even just put down on my notes, I said. Language isn't always accurate and doesn't always have all the words necessary to communicate across cultures, but I believe we should coexist. And division slows down progression. It slows down us coexisting. Again, I do think we are already coexisting in a way anyway, because we're all here. And yes, there are some belief systems that cause actual destruction and people use certain belief systems to eradicate people groups. But in general, we are all technically coexisting on the same planet together. And so when we start to use it as a tool for divisiveness, that corrupts us and slows us down from where we need to be as a species. This can be tricky because I'm not saying that we shouldn't have separate languages. I'm not saying that because I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible for all people to speak the same language, period. First of all, it would be treacherous just trying to figure out which one. I know technically society has tried to make it English. That wasn't my choice. That's just how certain government officials kind of did things. But I don't think it's right to eradicate other languages. And so I think it's the same with belief systems. I don't think it's right to eradicate other belief systems in order to be on one accord and progress. And I also don't think it's necessary. But I think what actually creates the division is that insecurity it is that defensiveness it is that my way or the highway mindset it is that i refuse to understand you mindset it is that pride i've said this so many times on my tiktok account in the last month of just that i think we are at such a detriment as a society when we assume that everyone has to believe the same way. And when we're defensive about our language, when we're defensive about how we speak and understand life, the language of life, our belief system, when that is something we are so defensive of that we can't respect other people's differences, that's what causes division and it slows down our progress as a society and as a as a really a race as a as a species because it's constantly excluding people that we could be banded together in unity with there are people across this planet that don't speak the same language as you but Literally, they're in the same socioeconomic space as you, or literally they're going through the same shit as you. Maybe they're living paycheck to paycheck like you, or maybe they're depressed like you, or maybe they're struggling with family issues like you. There are people that were not raised in your country, that were not raised in your household, that were not raised to talk like you or think like you, that are still going through the same problems as you. And when you shut them out because they're different, you're essentially saying, even though we're the same, I refuse to stand with you. You're going to think I am crazy, but (laughs) this actually connects to the Avatar Last Airbender. (laughs) I said it and I was like, this is going to sound so stupid. But I've been rewatching that show because I I grew up as it was coming out. So I haven't seen it since then. And I've been rewatching The Last Airbender, the TV show. And one of the episodes I just watched, literally like yesterday, was Two Separate Tribes. This is from season one two separate tribes of the earthbenders they dress differently they approach things differently but at the end of the day they kind of did the same things they did the same shit in, in the episode and they kept arguing but they were of the same family type you know earthbending and it was pissing ang off <laughs> because he's like we're not getting anywhere we're trapped in this freaking canyon and we're not getting anywhere because y'all won't shut up and stop arguing but once they like reconciled their differences they were able to work together and figure things out and progress forward and we're often like that we're of the same species And a lot of us are in the same, sadly, the same societal systems of oppression. And we could benefit from standing together. But because we're different, because that person's gay or because that person's trans or because that person is a Christian or a Muslim or because that person is maybe $5 richer than me or because that person has... Worst shoes than me that have holes in them or they smell or whatever that we suddenly decide that they're not worth standing united with. That person watches a TV show that I don't like. <laughs> so I don't like them. That person listens to Taylor Swift. So they must be crazy. It's not true. Taylor Swift is actually a mastermind. Yes, that's a song reference. She's a mastermind. No offense to her. I'm not going to sit here and say she is the most amazing vocalist ever. And I think everybody knows that. But the way she writes and the way she performs is clever. And so you can be a Beyonce fan and a Taylor Swift fan. And there's literally no beef necessary. Or even more controversial, you can be a Cardi B fan and a Nicki Minaj fan. And there doesn't have to be beef. (laughs) oh man pop culture references but that's just how silly it is though if you really think about it we're all people we're all human beings and we don't all speak the same language but we all go through the same shit because we're all here on the same freaking planet living similar experiences and the differences that we have are not weaknesses. In fact, a lot of a lot of the time, people from other cultures and other languages can give us other perspectives to understand our own lives. There's so much that I've learned after deconstructing about other things. And I've really only shared like three of these things with you. I shared astrology, human design, and what's the other thing I shared? A little bit of numerology. But that's not all that I've looked into. Let me remind you, my deconstruction process really picked up its pace because of faulty theology and seeing loopholes in not only Christian theology, like modern Christian theology, But also just like history and so i have learned things related to the gospel of mary magdalene and gospel of thomas and gnosticism i have done a little bit of research into tantrism because i just i wanted to know what it was and um i heard about it but i didn't know what it was (laughs) so i looked it up and i've learned even some about orthodox christianity I learned a little bit about Judaism and in learning about astrology, I also realized that it's not a spirituality as much as it's a tool because a lot of people from various religions practice it. There's even some historical context for the fact that astrology might have been used by the ancient Jews. There's so much that I've learned. through this research and through the differences that have informed so many other things, even human design. Human design is a beautiful example of this because it bridges the gap between a lot of ancient studies. It brings them all together and explains things in such a practical way that's so usable. And so when we, when we put up these walls against people that are just slightly different than us for these arbitrary reasons, what we're essentially saying is I'm willing to miss out on progress. I'm willing to be stuck back here in this past state of being, instead of moving forward, self-actualizing connecting growing transmuting these dark painful experiences into joy and healing and that just doesn't sound right to me I mean if we are going to use my design and my astrology it makes sense why that doesn't sound right to me But I also just think on a common sense level, it doesn't sound right to say I'd rather be stuck in pain and difficulty. Masqueraded as happiness and comfort. Instead of lending an ear to someone that might have a perspective that could help me. Now, again, that doesn't mean you have to change your language. I'm not saying we should get rid of all languages. I'm saying we should respect each other in our differences and glean from each other in our differences and work and stand together so that we can progress forward. Because being closed off and divisive limits our progression and it also puts up barriers to love. In my opinion, you can't truly love in division. It doesn't make sense. Like, how can unconditional love thrive in division? That doesn't even sound right. When we're divisive, we don't experience the love that our culture, our society, our species needs to experience. And I don't mean romantic love. I think we've done ourselves a fucking disservice in society by making love only mean romance. We have really done a shitty job there. I hate that because there's so much more depth to love than just romance. And so I'm talking about the whole of love. Love might not be quantifiable in numbers, but it is observable. And this is something that was said in the (laughs) interstellar movie, a part that I understood so much more differently this time around than ever before. But there's a part in the middle where a certain person is talking about love and how love is a driving force, much like gravity. It exists outside of time. It's not bound to time. It's not bound to place. Love transcends those things. Like gravity, which transcends those things. Gravity transcends time and space. Love does that. I'm not talking romantic love, I'm talking love. All of love, all of love, the wholeness of love, the fullness of love transcends time and space. And when we're divisive because of our differences, it's one, two, three, four on the clock, by the way. When we're divisive because of our differences, we're rejecting the fullness of love. We're rejecting the wholeness of love. We're rejecting what can profoundly change us and heal us in ways that we cannot do on our own with our own minds. There's a reason why the heart and the mind are not the same thing. We do not think our way into the fullness of love. We do not logic our way into the fullness of love. We do not force our way into the fullness of love by making people obey the fullness of love is the fullness of love and it comes from connectivity not division and as a society we mess up a lot of times when we are defensive based on our own individual understanding we have to be more open to listening It doesn't mean, again, that we have to change our belief system at its core, but it does mean we can allow other people to speak truth into us, even when they're different. And I think sometimes we do that without even realizing it, like when we hear something encouraging on the internet. We don't know what these people believe. I'm sure there are Christians that have heard encouraging words by witches, not realizing it was a witch. And they integrated that encouraging word in that moment because it was at its core, a message of love. And it would be batshit crazy to turn around and receive a message of love and then realize it was from someone who's different than you. And then suddenly say, I'm going to now reject that message of love. It encouraged me in that moment, but I'm going to reject it because they're different. That's wild. But that's the stuff we do. Sadly, that's the stuff we do. Love is out there for us to experience because, as it also transcends time and space, it transcends language. Love is not bound to a specific iteration. Love transcends language. It is something we can all experience no matter what differences we have. You could see someone that is the polar opposite than you and still experience love together in the same moment, in the same situation, in the same story. Love is not bound to these arbitrary things. Love is infinite and limitless. It is a level of energy that we can all experience and accept. And when we try to brand love based on how we were raised, how we were conditioned to believe our language of life, that's not love. You don't have it. You don't have it. Love is not bound. And I think, especially if you're a Christian, you'll understand this reference. If you look at 1 Corinthians 13, where they talk about it's considered the love passage or whatever, I've read it hundreds of times. (laughs) I kid you not. There was one time in my life where that was what I was studying expository. So I've read it hundreds of times. That passage. It encourages people that are not Christian. I know because I know people that are not Christian. I know someone specifically that's agnostic that, you know, parts of the Bible is something they love to study and listen to all the time. Now a Christian would hear them say, great. Now they're going to agree with me and follow my religion and speak my language, but no, because the message of love in that passage, Is true whether you're Christian or not. Love keeps no record of wrongdoings. That's one of the verses. That's not inherently Christian. There's actually a verse in there where it says love does not make its own way. It doesn't force its own way. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. It doesn't assert that it's right, essentially. That's true, regardless of if it's Christian. And I think that is the point of this podcast, if you really think about it. We're doing it all wrong, is what I'm saying. We're doing it all wrong. We all have pieces of the puzzle. Each of our languages, each of our languages of life, our belief systems are pieces of the puzzle to understanding the meaning of life. When we hoard our pieces or when we tell everybody else that they have the wrong piece, we're not going to make the puzzle. When we combine our pieces together, we're doing an act of love and we're amplifying love in the world because we're working together. Now, I do want to preface and I actually put this in my notes that not everyone needs to be on the same page. So don't get confused and think that this is all all of a sudden we need to make sure that all of civilization agrees to come together and listen to one one another. We'll get there eventually, I think. Hopefully. Um, We'll get there one day where we will all as a human race, as, as a species, be on a similar page when it comes to listening to one another, despite our differences. We'll get there, I hope. But... It's not necessary to progress forward. There can be pockets of us that are willing to do this. And there are already pockets of us that are willing to do this. All it takes is just some of us to come together and recognize that we all can work together despite our differences and maintain that belief for us to progress forward, for us to move forward in unity as a species. This is a real thing that can happen. Regardless of how many people agree, it really just takes one pocket, one small group to move the needle forward. Now, do we have problems that I feel like kind of put pressure on that and urge us to band together more quickly? Yes. There's so many things right now that I'm watching as Pluto is retrograding Capricorn about to go back into Aquarius, um, and officially stay there for hundreds of years. Um, I'm just observing some things in society that I think are shifting in ways that we are going to need to move more quickly in unity than we realize. Um, I think some people get it. I've seen some things that I won't talk about here because I really don't want to flag this podcast <laughs> for political reasons. I don't want this podcast to get messed up but i think there are some people that understand that unity is necessary and large-scale unity is necessary for what we're about to experience as a society and so i do think there are some things that push us more in unity and push us to stand in collaboration together faster but at the end of the day we don't need everybody on the same page to make it work we just need enough pockets of people that will maintain this act of love this listening this collaboration this banding together for more than a day for more than a week we need people that deeply and truly inherently believe In listening to one another despite our differences and working together despite our differences. And so I guess at the end of the day, regardless of whatever happens with this podcast, my hope with this specific episode is whoever is listening to this episode. Whether it's today or hopefully decades later, if this lives on beyond me, that would be beautiful. I would hope so because I do believe this is a beautiful episode. My hope is that more of us would take these words and truly understand our position, our unique position in this earth and in this specific time, because we're all here at a specific time for a specific reason. My hope is that we will all band together under that truth that we can band together despite our differences and so we can move civilization and society forward in love and not division in the fullness of love it just takes a couple of us really even if only five people listen to this which i think it'll be a lot more than that um truthfully i do believe but even if only five people listen to this i i would hope that out of those five if even just one or two of them believe this there would be progress without a doubt because love heals and love creates progress and love moves us forward and i believe we can do it i really do Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before you move on to the next one, I just want to encourage you to share this with a friend that you believe needs to hear this word. Feel free to also answer the Q&A and poll questions here on Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe and follow on YouTube, TikTok, Apple, or Spotify. Thanks again, and I hope you have an incredible rest of your day.